This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let our palms wave in high hosannas. Let coats and cloaks create paths. The unloosed colt, the untamed rabbi, ride, ride in to usher in the coming of the kingdom. Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Please join with me in prayer. Let's pray. O oh Lord, this Palm Sunday day of celebration, we give thanks for the majesty of Christ who rode into Jerusalem as a king. We know the rest of the story, that Christ suffered pain and was crucified, and that he chose the way of the cross before he entered into glory. He refashioned the way of the cross into the way of life and peace. Creator God, you are our all in all, and our creation, your creation, longs to understand your ways. Thank you, loving God, that you know and understand all human beings. We thank you that your word is living, not frozen in history, but alive. The ancient stories reveal present truths. Help us not to be caught up in the ritual or the sentiment of this season, but we pray our souls grasp what our minds cannot alone contain. This way of the cross is for us. As we observe again the self-sacrifice of Jesus, we are confronted with the depth of human wickedness. It drives us to confess our complicity. We can sometimes unintentionally allow ourselves to be dragged along by views and thoughts of others, consequences which lead to hurt and even death. Forgive us. Gracious God, in this holy week, Help us to know that this act in history points to an eternal truth. God is always willing to forgive, to give people a chance to begin again, to free us all from the things we regret, from our inadequacies and the mistakes we have made. Thank you for this amazing grace. We ask you to reveal to us our attitudes that are not life-giving, our biases that need re-examining, our knowledge that is incomplete. This week, as we walk alongside Jesus, facing the consequences of his call, illuminate your will for us and the new life you are calling us to live. Loving God, we may not have the words for our prayers, but we step into this holy week trusting in the tradition of which we are a part, that by pondering your way to the cross, by focusing on Jesus' last journey, in some way you will speak to us on our journey 
and draw us closer to you. We join our voices now in the prayer you taught your disciples, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Often on Palm Sunday we have an all-age service, don't we? Um, and uh, include the young people in the, the full uh, service. So I was wondering what the job description uh, would be for some of these people. What about a teacher? Just think about it in your own heads. What do you think a person would need to have in their skill set to be considered for a teaching post? What about a youth worker? What about a potential Olympian? What skill set, what character and personality would they require? Or a social media influencer? What would they need to be good at to be considered for a job in that field? Or what about a superhero? And there are different types of superheroes and there are different types of powers that superheroes have particularly if you know your Marvel and your DC comics. Generally, when we are put forward for a position, we know in advance whether or not we have the skill set, we have the qualities that would mean that we are considered for that type of post. I'm thinking today about Jesus. I'm thinking about this man who was tasked by God, his heavenly Father, with a very special purpose in his life from the moment he was born through his learning years as a young man alongside his earthly father. We don't know much about the, the time in between, but then when he appeared to begin his ministry, working towards this moment in time when God was going to use him for a job. What was Jesus' skill set? Well, I think from what we know about his story, we can figure out that he was quite clever. Um, he was a good storyteller. He could uh, make up a good story and uh, teach the listeners something about life. He, was, he seemed to have a good, warm personality, caring, kind, considerate, warm-hearted. He was certainly faithful and loyal to his friends and to his parents and his heavenly father. I think also when you consider the last days of Jesus' life, we see perhaps the greatest of all his traits, 
courage and commitment and faithfulness. Single-mindedness, perhaps we could call it, where despite the threat upon him, he was willing to sacrifice his safety and his life to go through, and the best word to describe it is, hell in these last days. For the sake of the people he loved, for the people God loved and loves. I can't think of any better person in life with the right skill sets, the right resume to be put forward by God for the job that Jesus did for all. Psalm 118 is called a song of victory. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say his steadfast love endures forever. Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord and the righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we beseech you, O Lord. O Lord, we beseech. Give us success. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has given us light. Bind the festal procession with branches up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, and I will extol you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. You'll recognize the connection between that reading of old and the reading of Palm Sunday. When they were approaching Jerusalem at Bethpage and Bethany near the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, go into the village ahead of you and immediately as you enter it, you will find there tied up a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it. And if anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Just say, the Lord needs it and will send it back here immediately. They went away and found a colt tied near a door, outside in the street. As they were untying it, some of the bystanders standers, did say to them, what are you doing? untying that coat. They told them what Jesus had said, and they allowed them to take it. They brought the coat to Jesus, and he threw cloaks on it, and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the ground. Other people spread leafy branches cut from the fields. Then those who went ahead and those who followed started shouting, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming from the, the coming one who comes from the kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in highest heaven. 
And then he entered Jerusalem, and he went into the temple. And when he looked around at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Amen, and may God bless to us this reading of his holy word. You'll probably agree with me that the links between the... Oh, Helen, could you turn number four up slightly and see if we've got... Hopefully, is that better now? Ah. That'll be better now. (laughs) Yes, the links between these two readings are very obvious indeed. The gates of righteousness and Jesus then entering into Jerusalem. The sound of praise, reference to processions and the waving of palm branches are, of course, in both these readings. The oldest reading involves the beseeching for a saviour. And then everything in the gospel narrative points to the honouring of this demand in the person of Christ, the one who comes from the Lord. I think our batteries are done, Sandy. (laughs) We shouldn't be surprised by the bridges that connect these two narratives from the Bible. We can feel, I think, the longing in the earlier reading of an ancient people longing for God to act. And then in the second reading, Jesus fulfilling that promise for God to act. That's the flow of the whole narrative of the Bible of the Word of God. Not long after the beginning from Genesis, as things started to unravel, people longed for God to act, and God did act, of course. We know that from some of the stories of the Old Testament. God sent prophets and people, spokespeople, if you like, to speak on God's behalf and change the ways of the world. But ultimately, it was the arrival of Jesus that person of God, with God all along, chosen by God to come to earth to change the ways of the world. Palm Sunday is traditionally a glorious day on which to give thanks for the love and faithfulness of God shown to us, his human family. Even although the grisly days of Jesus' last days on earth are to be remembered in this holy week, we know how the story ends as we arrive at the end of the week and next weekend. And even now we can celebrate what God has achieved, his fulfilled promises. Sometimes, however, the danger is in the whole Easter story of this Sunday and next Sunday, the danger is to get so caught up in the spirit that we forget that this is not about snatching a victory from the jaws of defeat. 
So often we see this whole story through the eyes of the world. We take success as something to be attained, something for the self, something just for us, something that means job done, project complete. Jesus' own followers back in the day made this mistake. They sought revolution, dynamic reversal. They took time to come to terms with the fact that God did not give them that. Jesus was not going to be like a royal king, mighty in battle, but instead a suffering servant. The expectations so high amongst many people of Jesus overthrowing the status quo did not come to fruition in the way that people expected. We learn that the ways of God are quite different from the ways of the world, especially when it comes to power. Jesus was not sent to bring victory to his people and his followers alone. Going back to the understanding of covenant, so prominent in the Old Testament, Jesus was teaching us that we are all in this together. We always have been. The relationship between God, the Son, and the human family have been connected before we even came to earth as humanity. God's plan for a family of divine and human, living as one. And in that story for humanity, God promises a chance, an opportunity for all people. God's work is at hand. It is in progress. And it is to God's followers of every generation that God in Jesus Christ submits a clarion call to come and follow him. These crowds that celebrated the arrival of Jesus to Jerusalem, as they sang, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, they didn't know what they were letting themselves in for. Be careful what you wish for, we might say, or what you shout Hosanna for. For when we, today, 2,000 years on, emerge from Palm Sunday, it is not as those suddenly declared as winners of the game, that the crowds cheering and loyal support like a like a 12th man on the football field or the 16th man on the rugby field have somehow brought victory from the jaws of defeat. What we are are those who are chosen to be part of bringing in the kingdom for all people. And we're not invited merely to greet the world with a smile and a good feeling as we leave the church buoyed up by some familiar hymns and the fact that we've been able to meet in person again, we're called to be radically different, to turn the world on its head as Jesus turned the tables upside down in the last days of his life. 
We are called to be the living message of God as we go out into the streets and into our communities and into our world. For we are the ones who are tasked with finding and overthrowing the causes and the perpetrators of all the injustices of our world. We are the ones who are tasked with restoring God's creation to the just and fair place that it was always intended to be for all people. Don't get me wrong, the fact that we are chosen for this is still reason for us to rejoice and to smile and to be happy and to cheer ourselves and to pat ourselves on the back. Do whatever you want to acknowledge the fact that God believes in you. He believes in all of us to be part of his redeeming work in the world. Amen. Thanks be to God. And now Katrina will play some music for us to reflect. Let's pray. Almighty God, as we enter Holy Week, open our hearts and minds. May this coming week be holy, as we expect that in some way you will meet us. Help us to be aware and to look for those holy moments. In this week, give us the times and spaces to ponder again that you know and understand suffering, that you offer to meet us and to hear our struggles, events of this past year, relationships, old pains that have not healed for us, and inner struggles that never quite seem to go away. May this week help us to name and offer to you our wounds. Help us to ask and tune in to your wisdom and response. We bring now our prayers for others. To you, O oh God, we entrust these prayers, knowing you alone can provide grace and heal in times of need. We pray for those in power who act from fear and self-protection, who do not want to change and ignore the log in their own eyes. We pray for the government in this land, that the good of the nation is at the heart of legislation, and as we move into the election season, that honesty and integrity are held in higher esteem than unrealistic promises. May open-mindedness prevail and the power of love be a guiding principle. We pray for leaders who do not take responsibility for their actions, who knowingly wash their hands of responsibility and allow others to act unjustly or in violence. May their actions be seen for what they are, and may the power of democracy be upheld in nations across the world. We pray for those whose actions are misunderstood, who are suffering for decisions made that have been made in good faith, 
We pray for mutual respect of humanity and a space for diversity of belief. We remember people across our world whose gifts go unrecognized, who are considered second-class citizens and whose voices are not heard. We offer up people who are imprisoned unlawfully or in error and feel little hope. May they all be helped to find their voice in your grace. We pray for the poor in so many different contexts, for people in this country who cannot find money for food, for people who have lost employment and are struggling to find jobs that may not match their skills, for people that are needing intervention just to survive. We pray that justice will come and that we can be a part of that justice. We pray for those who get led astray by others who lead them on, or by their own self-righteousness, or because they are caught up in an ideology that sounds just too good to be true. We pray for support that communities can offer, and for our hands outstretched, open to show your love. Today there are those who are alongside someone else who is suffering, and do not know what to say or to do. And there are individuals separated from their loved ones they cannot be alongside. We pray for individuals we know who are facing pain, suffering, bereavement, and distress. May we be shown how to be present in their need, strengthen our prayer life and our resolve to bring our loved ones to you. We pray for your church, for the richness of tradition and belief, for the community we enjoy and worship together. We ask that we be disciples for the message of peace, love, and hope that Jesus showed us how to embody. As we hear the scripture and the prayers this holy week, may we feel the loss and pain but equally draw strength and comfort from the companionship of our community and the anticipation of the Easter hope. Almighty and ever-living God, in tender love for all our human race, you sent your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to take our flesh and suffer death upon a cross. Grant that we may follow the example of this great humility and share in the glory of his resurrection. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining us at our worship today. As we go into Holy Week, I invite you to join us at 7 o'clock each night, Monday to Friday. Um, videos have been recorded for the evenings of the week, and they'll go live on the Aberdeen West Church YouTube page at 7 o'clock each night. On Thursday, Monday Thursday, the service will be being broadcast live from Peter Cooter Church, and will include a uh, 
service of the sacrament of Holy Communion. So you're invited to have your bread and your wine uh, ready by your side. And that's uh, a live broadcast at seven o'clock on the YouTube channel. On Good Friday, in addition to the Good Friday evening reflection at seven, we also have a vigil that the five churches of our cluster group are participating in, and that's between 12 and 3. Uh, each half-hour segment will have a short act of worship and some music. Um, and that gets complicated here, but that is a Zoom uh, meeting, so I think the link has been sent out in an email. Uh, it'll also be put on uh, Facebook this week. Uh, but you can join in the, the Zoom meeting and be part of it, or you can watch it on Facebook um, on the Aberdeen West Church Facebook page. Uh, it'll be broadcast live throughout the afternoon. So hopefully you've got all of that. It's actually quite complicated, all these different uh, ways of tuning in. But the good news is you can tune in in all sorts of different ways to what's happening this Holy Week. And we'll see you again here uh, next Sunday. Go from this place in peace. And may the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit be with you today. Be with all whom you love forever. Amen.